I don't know if the world is ready for this, but in honor of having the great TWT on our podcast, we decided to have a fancy new opening. Sweet. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> I was trying to see if that would make for any good cold opening material, and it didn't. Okay, I'm going to start the podcast <laughs> now. Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus Podcast, a weekly dive into death-defying discussions of Catholic culture, tradition, and history. I'm Matt Baker, and with me, as always, is failed cult leader, Zach Mabry. Zach, it's a wonderful week. How you doing, pal? Pretty good. Pretty good. I was actually asked if I'm a cult leader by my brother. What'd you say? The other day, because he was in Dallas, and we were having dinner, and I, um, I tweeted something and mentioned him, and then he started getting all these notifications and things, and he's like, are you a cult? Do you have a cult following? You're like, I try, but I fail. I know, I'm like, I've been trying to build one for a long time. <laughs> uh, you could tweet us at Roman Circus Pod. I'm at Hey, it's Matt Baker. Zach is at Z-A-C Mabry. That's Zach Mabry. Uh, you can follow our news aggregate at Roman Circus News. How's that looking, Zach? Um, You know, I've been a little bit busy. Okay, fine. But, <laughs> you know, when I, whenever anything breaks, I still put it out there. The news has been slower. That's, okay. that's good. Email us with some news, podcast at romancircusblog.com. You can find us on iTunes, rate and review us if you want. You can also find us on Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere podcasts are. Zach, sitting quietly this entire time through that wonderful intro has been our wonderful guest for the evening. It is Miss at T with Tolkien. Caitlin Fasista, how are you? Did I say your name right? Yeah, yeah, you did a yeah, good job. Absolutely no confidence. It was like I was, <laughs> uh, okay. it was like I was, I saw the runway and I was like, this is going to be awesome. And then I started like getting real jittery and it was a rough landing for all those inside, but I think we made it to the gate. No, well, I mean, you can say it however you want. Um, a lot of people say fascista, and then some mm -hmm. people say fascista. And then if you're in Italy, you say fascista. So yeah. it doesn't, you know, you can do whatever you want. Any relation to the fascists? <laughs> uh, so uh, I think I have heard the story that um, when my husband's family came over from Sicily, their last name was actually fascista. And they mm -hmm. dropped the extra letter um, to be kind. So I, that's kind of how I thought it was pronounced at first. Yeah. But. So luckily, uh, I don't have that for a last name. Your your last name okay. might as I'm well be that... Trump. Am I right, Zach? Oh my gosh! You heard of that guy? You heard this guy? You oh, seen I that heard guy? of that guy. <laughs> oh man! Um, so yeah, good. I'm glad that question was okay to ask. <laughs> Oh, that guy. Well, so I usually forget he's the president, and then because I don't really like think about it that much. And then when I'm out and there's like a TV on, like anywhere, I see him on the TV. I'm like, oh my goodness! Like, I completely forgot. Oh man, it's funny every time. Like I, always, whenever they're doing like a real thing, like the State of the Union or something, and then you look and it's it's literally Donald Trump. Like, it's it's funny to me every time I see it. I'm like. 
Like, he's the actual president. Yeah, I'm yeah. always very surprised and taken aback. Like, wow, this is real. Oh, yeah, it's happening. It's uh, <laughs> it's no coincidence that, coincidence that Donald Trump is a president and we have the Roman Circus podcast. Actually, that makes no sense. I just wanted to see how it sounded in audio. Well, it is not a coincidence. How though. did That's it sound? True. It didn't sound good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, so we wanted to have Caitlin on because... She is uh, everybody's. She's given herself the title of everyone's Twitter mom, which everyone has also graciously adopted. I don't um, think I did. I give myself that name. I don't know who gave it to you. I just or who who did it. I just wanted. It's to... God who gives you children. <laughs> <laughs> it was God who gave me this Twitter name. Yeah. So um, also. The as we stated the last episode that she is the reverse sponsor of the podcast, which means that I bought all of her stuff and then she forced me to talk about her on the podcast, which unfortunately, as soon as I asked her to come on the podcast, she made me buy all of the inventory of all of her stuff and then have her <laughs> on the podcast. So, you know, I, I want to I want to be good to our sponsors. And, and here we are. Well, Speaking, thanks. Speaking of, so Caitlin wanted to just chat and hang out and have fun, but we're gonna embarrass you and make you talk about all of your stuff. So let's see. There's mugs, right? What else we got? We got sweatshirts um, that I screen print by myself. I like learned how to do it, and it's pretty fun. Um, I wrote a book and the mugs and shirts. That's pretty much it. The best thing. What's the book called? To Middle Earth and Back Again. To Middle Earth and Back yes. Again. Yep. I have it sitting and... right in front of me or I totally would have blanked just then. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the best part, Zach, when I ordered her mug, I get a message from her. It was like, did you order a mug for me? And I said, yeah, I was kind of hoping that I could sneak it through and then I could tweet about it and surprise you. And she said... I don't know what you think happens, but I'm the one that sends the mugs out. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I guess I couldn't sneak one by you if you're like sole proprietor of this business. I mean, I literally I get a notification on my phone like new order from Matt Baker. Yeah. Well, like, well, oh. like I said, I never claim to be smart. I just uh, see what happens. Yeah. So uh, if you go it. it if you go to at T with Tolkien, if you're on Twitter and you go to her profile, you can find her stuff to buy through that. But also she doesn't like to promote her stuff. So that's why we're doing all of this for her. It works <laughs> out. We want, we want you to be, we want you to be successful. We want everyone to be successful. Yes. Everyone. Well, almost everyone. Well, everyone <laughs> who's doing good things. That's right. Yes. That's right. All right. So, Zach, when we last left, um, it was two weeks ago. Caitlin, we do this thing where I say, hey, Zach, what's in the news? And he tells us the news. Okay. Okay. Hey, hey Zach, what's in the news? Well, Matt, mm -hmm. let me tell you, um, there's been a lot of uh, focus on the Supreme Court nominee mm -hmm. uh, brett kavanaugh virgin and martyr <laughs> um, 
Yeah. It it is the uh, it is the DC circus at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, the Kavanaugh Circus know, podcast. Basically, okay. basically. Okay, so we have that um, going on. So it it appears that he has many skeletons in his closet, or maybe or he does not. I mean, I, you know, we don't know, right? <laughs> I mean, again, we we really don't know, right? Um, you know, I will say that I don't really see why the the people making the accusations. I don't really know what's in it for them if if, if it's not true, you know, mm-hmm. or even if it is true. So I mean, it you know, I don't know. I always think that you have to have a lot of respect for. Um, people who make these accusations because it's it's tough right and i mean you know we've had you know the me too movement has come into the church it's in you know hollywood it's in dc it's in corporate you know it's everywhere Mm -hmm. and you know hopefully the long-term fruits of that will be a culture change but you know it's going to be going to be rough while that gets shaken out so um yeah that's been uh a lot of the news that I've seen. I have um, a I have a recommendation that might solve that problem and the problem in the church right now. You ready to hear it? Let's hear it. Just just appoint Pope Francis to the Supreme Court. <laughs> so the the position gets filled, and then he doesn't. He like kind of. I don't know if that's a re- resignation or if that's just like a repurposing. But, yeah, um, so would he stay on as Pope? Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to figure that out. I'm not actually sure. This might be the first <laughs> time in history that someone has ever done that. I, I'd have to go back and check the <laughs> history books, but I'm not sure a Pope has ever become Supreme Court Justice. Um, although Antonin Scalia was always Pope in my mind. But um, yeah, so I, I don't know if that will have to. But I think that'd be a good way to solve this this whole situation we're in worldwide yeah you should write him a letter i will (laughs) that's how they that's how things get done yep yes maybe if Um, i were also in the news go on the plane with him that's how i'll trap him anyway sorry zach go on um also in the news uh tinder an application that hopefully none of our listeners use right um (laughs) has put out a new feature that allows to where only the only the girl can message first Mm, interesting um, and yeah mm. they said that's a new safety feature but it's actually just copying uh bumble another app that hopefully none of our listeners use yeah um catholic match only okay mm-hmm. um and uh yeah so that's big i mean i don't i don't date online or offline anymore because uh i'm too busy with work and doing a podcast mm-hmm. um <laughs> but that's you know news for all the all the people out there caitlin doesn't do that either because she's married to a doctor. Ooh. Ooh. We're so yeah. fancy. A medical doctor? Oh, yeah. A medical oh, doctor. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Caitlin and Dr. Husband and I lived like not too far away from each other a few years ago, but I wasn't on Catholic Twitter then, so I had no idea. I wasn't either. <laughs> Oh, okay, fair, fair, fair enough. And so we also, go. we grew up not too far from each other, and neither of us were on Twitter then either. So our whole lives have been spent miles away from each other without actually being on Twitter. So, yeah. So how long have you been on Twitter, Caitlin? Um, I think my little uh, profile thing said uh, February of 2017. 
But I wasn't really like actually on Twitter until maybe like a year ago. On on okay, that's like not very on long. Twitter like all the time. Like never not on never like, off Twitter. Like someone said, "How many hours have you been on Twitter?" And I'm like, "How many hours have I been awake?" Yeah. It's yeah. Kind oh of, yeah. It's terrible. The new iPhone update like tells you how long. Oh no. You're on any app. Right, and I like I had to just quit looking at it. It's like this is embarrassing. I am not looking at that. <laughs> Wait, they tell you how long you've been on apps? That's depressing. That's terrible. Who thought of that idea? Yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you my stats from today. Here you go. Um, okay, screen time. It's so wild. Where is this? Is this in your settings? Yes. Settings, screen time. Okay. Twitter, two hours and 27 minutes. What? Two hours and 27 minutes on the website? Yeah, my daily average is three hours and 12 minutes. Oh, man. That's just on my phone. I wonder (laughs) if that's... I wonder if I'm up there, because I'm always... I always, like... I don't know. I don't even want to think about it. That's really... Yeah. You can add a limit with the new features. What? I guess that's a good idea. Maybe. 78 notifications. But I have to see all the curious cat answers, Zach. <laughs> oh, Total pickups. Of... I picked up my phone 155 times today. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad I haven't updated my phone and I don't have all this information. Yeah, that's creepy. I... Yeah, I'm such a loser. Speaking of Twitter, <laughs> this past Sunday I met Twitter's The Helmix. That's so cool. Yeah. Did you see this, Zach? You hear about this? Yeah, you were raising hell, Mix. Yeah, no, right. I, yeah, they they came to California from uh, the swamp, aka Washington D.C., Washington District of Columbia, and uh, no one ever calls it that. I think they should. Uh, yeah, and they they mentioned they were going to be in Orange County, and I said I would like to come down to Orange County and insert myself in myself into your lives, and and they let me. I know I I saw them posting a picture at In-N-Out and I was so sad oh yeah yeah no they like they love that place everyone likes that place I miss it so bad I think that's probably the worst part of living in Indiana yeah uh... it can't be (laughs) (laughs) stop it just kidding oh man (laughs) terrible Um, but yeah no there it was so from Twitter, I have met Zach, which doesn't count because I knew him before I was on Catholic Twitter. And Father Tim, you know Father Tim? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's great. But I, uh, so it was really exciting to, to meet the Helmix, and they are just lovely. I'll, I'll, I, I will make no bones about it. They are just lovely people. Their <laughs> children are lovely. Yeah, we had a good conversation that actually did not revolve around Twitter. We didn't what? just yeah, we didn't sit there and we weren't constantly like, oh, did you see when so and so did this or did that? We actually talked about life and like real things. That sounds so nice. I know it was. You weren't like, remember the wife thread? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have. Oh, that'd have been so good. At one point, I started talking about baseball cards, and Carrie got up and left for a few minutes. So that was. A... <laughs> That was great, and uh, yeah, no, it was fun to. I, I get all. I always get jealous of these Twitter meetups that people are having, and I 
tried to I basically forced one into existence and I was glad I did that's just what you have to do I know you have to force it they have their own podcast called raising helmix and they I want everyone to listen to it because I want them to have more listeners so they feel obligated to like uh do more with it that's kind of my yeah for sure that's kind of they're so nice to each other on their podcast like I'm always so like I just I guess I just feel like everyone in the world is so mean and they're just like so nice on their podcast yeah no they they are they're just a couple of sweet individuals this is a few weeks ago I you know raided the hell mix and I left Kyle off as a joke but now I'm sad because he's just you know (laughs) top shelf he He's definitely fourth out of four Helmicks, that's for he's, sure. He is He's the number one adult male Helmick. That's and uh, yeah, that's a good. He's number one adult male Helmick. It's great. <laughs> uh, but anyway, is that for, is that the news Zach? the news of uh Supreme Court and me meeting uh real life Twitter people? Well, the last thing is that since our last podcast, um a, a really big investigative report done by um Liz Brunig oh, came yeah. out um, telling the story of um, some things that happened with a girl at her high school. And I, it's worth a read if you um, go check out her stuff on Washington Post or, or look at her Twitter. Um, so, yeah, everybody, I think, is a big fan of, of Liz at this point. That's what oh, happened. Yeah. yeah, we we sat around. We didn't rehash Twitter stuff, but we did definitely talk about how much we love Liz Brunig for, I don't know, a solid 15, 20 minutes, if not longer. But yeah, that's what uh it's true. That's what that's what happens. Um I don't know. We wanted to have Caitlin on because we like we like chatting with her and we figure we would like to chat with her live and in person via the internet. <laughs> this yes. is really to be honest, this is no different than Twitter except it's audio. Really, now I that know. I think about it. And I'm it. sitting in my car hiding from my kids in case they wake up. Oh man, do you is this something you normally do throughout the day or is this like a late night well, thing? So, I mean, they're asleep right now, and my husband's inside in case they wake up. But Ooh. I didn't want them, like, banging on the door and then, like, everyone to hear it and it to mess up the podcast. So I'm in my garage, in my car. The car is turned off. I'm sitting in my car. I really appreciate that you think this is something worthy of not being interrupted as opposed <laughs> to just, like, street trash that we put on the Internet. I don't go on street trash podcasts. Oh, that's true. Um, it's like a one hour butt dial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's kind of it. Um, but no, we, I, very on in the early part of the early part, the early, uh, I don't know. One of our very first episodes, we did a episode where we talk about Zach being a convert and me being a cradle Catholic and we called it Cradle and Convert, Volume 1. And I thought it would be fun, since Caitlin is also a convert, to kind of do that again and just kind of discuss some of the uh, some of the things that we see coming into the church as opposed to being born into the church. And both Caitlin and Zach agreed, and, and this is how this happens. So um, There you go. Yeah, just as a background, you've converted you said four years ago yes in january 2014 and 
what what were you before? Um, I was just raised kind of like your general non-denominational Protestant. Mm-hmm. But um, I wasn't super into it. it was the fam so, was your family into it, or was it just um, kind of? Yeah, my family was really into it growing up, and then just like as I got older and. Um, I feel like my family kind of had some hard times and then it just wasn't really like the focus anymore. But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, um, I feel like we had a pretty solid Protestant Christian home growing up. But, uh, then when I got married, I got a job at an ice cream shop and I told them I couldn't work on Sundays, but every Sunday they scheduled me. So then I just stopped going to church. Oh, wow. That seems, uh seems like there could have been a lawsuit there, some religious freedom thing we could have taken advantage of. And I did say <laughs> we. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean. What ice cream shop? Um, <laughs> yeah. Marble Slab. Have you ever been? I mean, I don't oh, want Yes. It was like a franchise owner. I mean, it was like a small time deal. She ended up going out of business after I'd been working there for like six months. And it did was a terrible. Did you eat all the ice wow. cream? Is that why well, she went so, out of business? <laughs> no. Uh but I did eat a lot of ice cream when I was there. It was so fun because, like, well, it was always dead there. There's, like, never anyone that would come in. So I would just, like... That may be why it went out of business. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> but I would be there all day by myself, and I would just, like, make the awesomest creations of ice cream. Like, it was so great. Where was this? It was uh, in I, Tucson. Okay, I was going to say, I might be the only one who knows the roads, but, yeah, Tucson. I don't even remember. Yeah, it was okay. in Tucson. Okay. Um, yeah. That's where so you, it, you you just had to get a job while Dr. Husband was trying to... Well, he wasn't a doctor yet. <laughs> pre, pre-med pre husband? Medical yeah, school that, husband? Yeah, we got married, um, and then he was, like, halfway done with his undergrad in Tucson at U of A, so then I moved down there with him mm-hmm. for, like, two years, maybe two or one, one or two years, and Amazing. had to work at that ice cream shop. So not only did they rip your religion from you, they didn't even give you any business. So it was just kind of like a... Yeah, it was terrible. And I only worked like five-hour shifts or something. So it would like take up the whole day because you have to get ready for work, then go to work, then then you're tired from work. But I don't... (laughs) It was terrible. Yeah, yeah. What, uh... So what what was the moment uh, that you wanted to become Catholic? Um, so, uh, after that, I got a job at Old Navy, and, um, then my husband had a job. This was, like, we moved back to Phoenix, mm-hmm. and, uh, he had a job at, like, a print shop, and we worked super different hours, so, but we only had one car, so we would be driving, I'd be, like, dropping him off at work, or he'd be dropping me off, and so we'd be in the car a lot, so we started listening Catholic Answers, and that kind of, that kind of did it. I, I don't even know how, like, we just... We were kind of, like, joking around when we started thinking about becoming Catholic. I go, ha-ha, wouldn't this be so funny? It was, like, ironic. I don't know. Hilarious. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, so that kind of started it. And then when we went to um, – my husband went to medical school in the Caribbean, and one of his professors there was Catholic and started talking to him a lot about it. And then he read the catechism, and then I kind of came around, too, and – then it just kind of all snowballed. It was just a decade-long prank that <laughs> yeah. that ended up in you becoming 
becoming and staying Catholic. It's the long con. <laughs> yeah. The long con for salvation. Yep. Yeah. Well, and we started going to midnight mass on Christmas Eve, like just for literally no reason. Like our family would be like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, oh, we're going to uh, mass. And so it was like our tradition that really like we didn't really do for any reason whatsoever. But this is I mean, like obviously Catholic? now I feel like it's probably the Holy Spirit. But at the time we were just like, I don't know. Sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. So you kind of just like. I don't know. It's like you fell in. Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Everyone, everyone has like these grand conversion stories, and Caitlin and Doctor Husband were just like, you know, it'd be hilarious. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it's great yeah. though. It shows that like there, it it, yeah, it shows that you don't have to have like this overwhelming like breakdown in tears at some big catholic site and be struck with something you can just it can just kind of happen and in some ways i I, the joke of wouldn't this be funny is kind of shows your openness to it so you even it was you were completely open to this idea even though you may not have known it at the time i guess yeah i mean and it was wild because for our honeymoon we went to rome (laughs) But mm-hmm. and when we were there, I was like, ah, oh, these Catholics, they're worshiping the Pope. Like, you know, there's like Pope stuff everywhere. And I was just right. like, I was like, oh, I can't, I hate it here. You know, like these Catholics are driving me crazy. And then like four years later, I'm Catholic. They're, wor- they're worshiping Supreme Court Justice Pope Benedict. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, Rome is still pretty sketchy, but. You know. Yeah. <laughs> We, yeah, we went to I mean, that's where I had my conversion, but I only want to go back if everyone that's there promises to leave while I'm there. <laughs> Can I have the room, please? <laughs> yes, please. Well, it was well, fun because in the Vatican and somewhere, I don't remember where, but they had like a restaurant that served beer and wine. And I was just thinking like, I mean, I'm like Protestant and we don't like drink alcohol. So I was just like, wow, I'm like having a beer at this church place. So cool. Mm-hmm. That's what, because uh, I don't drink. I don't know if I've said that on the podcast before, but I'm not a drinker. And people, when they find that out, they're like, oh, is it because you're religious? I'm like, no, man, I'm Catholic. We drink a <laughs> lot. It's true. Yeah. People will say to me, they'll be like, yeah, you guys are really progressive on, on alcohol. And I'm like, we've had this view the whole time. Like, we we never <laughs> didn't feel this way about drinking yeah jesus's first miracle was alcohol bros right like our founder turned water into wine (laughs) our founder our founder so there you go that's what we should uh whenever we have pictures of jesus in our homes we should have it like a placard underneath that just says the founder (laughs) founder (laughs) yeah happy founders day (laughs) oh so good what um so what what about the faith have you found that you didn't know ex- I mean there's a lot we don't know exists when we come into our formation but one of the things that you learned that you didn't know existed about the faith when you entered into the church do you have any anything like that Um I just didn't really know like how to act catholic like how to do all the catholic things ah. because um we moved around a ton for medical school and we were moving like once every like three months. So we didn't have, we weren't able to do RCIA. 
So we had like a crash course that the priest, when we were living in England, he, Mm -hmm. he met with us several times. So I didn't have like the full RCIA experience. So I, I feel like I, a lot of like random stuff, like you do this at this time and you know, stuff like that kind of slipped through the cracks. Are you talking about in Um, the mass or are you talking about like during the year? Just like in general, like when do I make the sign of the cross? Like I know now, Mm -hmm. I think, but like, I mean, when I was first Catholic, I mean, I, I don't know. I just didn't know how to like be Catholic when I first became Catholic. Okay. Zach? I, I totally get that. Cause so I also did the same thing. I didn't go to real RCIA. I, I couldn't cause of class. And so I met, um, with the priest one-on-one and I remember asking, I was like, is there like a how to on all these little things that people do and whatnot? Like, like I get. Like, I can look up in the catechism something of doctrine, but, mm-hmm. um, like, I don't, yeah, you know, yeah. table blessings and stuff. I mean, you get used to it, but, yeah, some of it you have to kind of pick up um, like that. Though, I mean, I've, uh, my my understanding, just to be full disclosure, is that not going to real RCIA was, for me, like dodging a bullet. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard there are some really good RCIA programs out there, but that they might be kind of the... The exception. Yeah, I don't really know. My mother-in-law just did RCIA. Um, so she converted after we converted. Amazing. So that was really cool. That's um, cool. But I think she didn't really have a, a very good time in RCIA. I think they, um, it, it was like there were a lot of tests that she had to take. And she, I don't know, I think she didn't really feel very like drawn into the church more, more so as like, just like checkboxed into the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's a, yeah, like a random test of like, did you sin a lot today? Or <laughs> No, they were like tests on like the catechism and stuff, but they were like very intense. Like I would see her homework that she'd bring home and like, she works like a f- two full-time jobs, you know? And like, I just feel like it was a lot for her. I mean, it's mm-hmm. good. You should know what you're getting yourself into, but I just feel like it was a lot for her. Yeah, I had people one time that were in RCA, and I was, like, just kind of keeping up with them and just seeing how things were going. And they started – what their complaint was that in their particular context, like, they'd meet for an hour, but half of it would be updates on everybody's annulments. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. And I guess most of the people in their class were, like, going through RCA for their future spouse and then trying to get an annulment squeezed in from, like, a, a previous – so – they were like, I just am tired of hearing so much about everyone's annulments. And so I don't know um, mm. if that was unique or not, but that I felt certainly bad. seems I like, like something well, that can be handled in private. Yeah. <laughs> like they could have their own separate meeting, maybe. I don't know. I'm not an RCA director, so I guess I don't know. Yeah. Some of them, I think, watch um, now Bishop Barron's series. That like that's become a common thing I've heard, and those are really well made. So I think I mean I think it's getting better. RCA is a new thing; like it didn't exist before the seventies, and so I think you know the church takes time to to like you know things take time. Yeah, yeah. the the more these people can be hearing about the church from priests, and is probably better than the lay people, right? I mean, no offense to the lay people who lead RCIA classes, but I'm sure Bishop Barron's stuff is a pretty good thing to 
play. I don't know. I yeah. don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm slamming RCIA leaders because I'm not. I just I know, most of the stuff that I learned was like all that little stuff was obviously purely just watching people as a, someone who grew up in it, right? So I would, I would just mimic whatever my parents did. So at some point, it just becomes second nature. I guess yeah. that's the benefit of that. So um, as a convert and me being a convert too, um, you know, this year has been kind of rough for the church as far as, you know, stuff that's been in the news. And um, how how does that like, how does that impact, does it impact your faith? Like how do you, um, how do you approach those types of things? Um, I think it's been hard because, um, it's been hard in a way because my family isn't Catholic and so, um, I feel kind of like I can't really talk to them about it. And like, it's hard when I bring up, if I bring up anything Catholic, I just, I just feel like they're thinking about that in their head, you know, like, so that just makes it really uncomfortable. I don't feel like my actual faith has, has really changed just because, um, I kind of knew about this kind of stuff already before I became Catholic and that's, I didn't become Catholic for the Pope, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, right. But I feel like, um, it's just been hard. And so it's been hard because my daughter goes to Catholic school and I mean, I'm really blessed because I know our priest really, really well here and he's awesome. And I don't really feel like I have anything to worry about in terms of like my kid's safety at our school but we're moving next year. And so with all of the scandal stuff coming out, I'm like, it's been really hard thinking about like, what, what parish are we going to go to? Like looking up the names of everyone, like, are they on all these lists? And is, is my family going to be safe at these places? That's been really hard to like go to a new church that I don't already know. Where are you moving to? Right. We're moving. Um, it's kind of like a little bit North of Indianapolis. So not very far from here. Oh, so you're staying in the state. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah, they uh, really take care of their doctors in Indiana with their different laws and stuff. Um, so it's a good place to live for us. That's, That's cool. Good. Yeah, my family hasn't converted yet either. And it's always like a, um, like I, it's a dilemma of like, okay, do I just, do I just be totally honest about everything with them? And, you yeah. know, let them know that it doesn't change the truth and it doesn't shake my faith. But, yeah, it's bad. Do I, like, avoid the top? I mean, because they're obviously, you know, they're going to be watching the news and, they're you know, they're going to hear about these things. And, you know, you don't want to downplay it necessarily. But, yeah, you, you know, until you, you know, in the Protestant worldview, you know, denominations will split over, you know, things that people do. In leadership, and so to to kind of explain, you know, you, the the view is different. Like obviously, you know, Catholicism is true, whether we have you know good clergy or bad clergy at any time in history. But you know, that's not really the Protestant view. So it, it's tricky to know, like, how do you, uh, what's what's your um, messaging? What's the tone that you take? Yeah, I mean, and my family lives; they're all in Arizona, so I don't really talk to anybody that much. So I've kind of just, I found myself kind of avoiding people a lot more just because I'm like worried that it's going to come up. And that makes me really sad. Like that's just one of the many consequences of this is that 
now I get to have all of these extra strained relationships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, great. You get to. Congratulations. Once... Yep. Because, like, I have friends that, um, you know, they've been Catholic their whole lives. They went to Catholic schools. They went to Catholic universities. Um, you know, they've been very involved in ministries. And they didn't they didn't really see any of this coming. And, and they've been very shaken. It's been really sad to kind of see how these things have affected them and, and how they feel kind of betrayed. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, I guess as a for me, like, as a convert... I kind of think back to, you know, I, I, I was very sure of the truth of the faith that I, I just kind of took all the rest, you know, the the rest of the stuff wasn't what I was converting for. So, you know, I wish it were different and, you know, it was hard to face up to originally, but, you know, you know, I converted because of the teachings and so I'm able to separate it because I haven't had it my whole life. So Matt, like on your perspective, like, is it, is it different when you've, you know, gone to Catholic schools, been in the church, and then these kind of institutional, um, you know, problems start to dominate the news? Well, as I've said before, I, and I, Caitlin, I guess, I don't know if you would remember this because you weren't Catholic at the time, but it was big news. Like the Diocese of Phoenix was a mess when I was coming through in my formative years. Oh, yeah. so did you know any of that or did you? When was that? Was that when we had Bishop Olmstead or was that before? Oh, no, it, or... was, it was before it was Bishop. It was Bishop O'Brien. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, all I know is about Bishop Olmstead. He's awesome. Yeah. Bishop Olmstead's great. So the, yeah, the diocese was kind of chaotic uh, before, like, it, you know, it was around the, it was actually kind of around the same time that all the Boston stuff, the spotlight stuff was happening. Oh, okay. Um, and a little bit after, but yeah, so I, growing up in a kind of chaotic diocese made me realize that like, this isn't that, you know, nothing is what it seems and that there, there are kind of these bad people everywhere. And one of the priests I was a altar server for fled back to Ireland because it came out that he had fathered some children and some other stuff. And, um, yeah, so you like literally, literally just reading the newspaper, you would see these stories every, every day or every week. And, uh, the big, the big church, not the biggest church, but like one of the bigger no, known churches in the diocese of St. Timothy's, St. Tim's. Uh-huh. And have you ever been, have you ever been to that one, Caitlin? It's no, in, I, I, in Mesa. No, I have not. Oh, so they're, they have a huge life teen program. And they're, they were like kind of the epicenter for some trouble. Like their, their Monsignor basically got excommunicated and started a, his own church slash building like a mile wow. away from St. Tim's. So there was a lot of stuff going on. So for me, luckily, not luckily, but it, you know, it did help growing up in a, in a rough time for the diocese and, but still having strong Catholics around me that kind of prepared me for things whenever it goes down. So that's why like this time, which I'm this, this time is, I mean, way bigger in magnitude, right. And like way bigger and just overall grossness, but still it, you know, it helps, helps knowing what I know. Uh-huh. So, yeah. It's, it's sad. It, I, 
I mean, it probably ruined a bunch of people's faith in the early yeah. early to mid two thousands in the diocese. But like, yeah, luckily, like you said, Bishop Olmstead came in and really just started knocking people around. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and my my family is from there, and no one in my family is Catholic, and I I feel like they kind of have an opposite like understanding of that as you like you see that and are kind of like strengthened in your actual faith because you can like withstand all of the terrible things and then I I feel like people outside of it are like oh wow like Catholicism is terrible because of Mm -hmm. it you know so yeah yeah it also it just kind of depends on who the support system is too right like you if someone like Zach, if this were to ha- have happened five years ago when you were just coming into the church, would it would it have kind of thrown you for a loop, or would it have? What would have been? What would have been? I thought thing? about that. Yeah. Um, I I really think that there was something to the timing of when I entered the church, because a lot of stuff that has happened since then would have really, um, would have would have really confused me, I guess, as a non-Catholic or perhaps, you know, prevent, I've, I've, I have a good friend that's a priest and he's even talked about like with his vocation, he's like, honestly, a lot of things happened after I was ordained that would have, have really like shaken my discernment in seminary. Um, and I, you know, I said, yeah, I mean, there were just, cause there was just confusion, you know, I mean, even mm-hmm. after I, um, converted, but you know, I was already in the church and, you know, I was, receiving the sacraments and, you know, made it through. But yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Um, well, that's why I'm in, I'm very impressed on, I'm going to bring up Twitter guys again, but uh, (laughs) you see the, you see people that are talking about going through RCIA and wanting to become Catholic at this time and sticking with it. Like, uh, one of the people we chat with Sarah, uh, at wannabe Catholic, uh, she, Uh she was, talking about you know still going through with becoming catholic even though and she would you know talk about how it was this and that that she might be having doubts but she still was gonna go and stick with it right so it's these inspiring things that you see people really dealing with this in real time and processing it and still still deciding to go through with it is very powerful and very inspiring and uh, you could see where it would just, they would see, they would have the intent to go through with it. Then this stuff would happen and they would be like, ah, it's probably not worth it. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, that I'm, I'm glad it didn't happen for you, Zach. I'm glad, I'm glad you're here with us right now, Zach. Me too. Thank you. No credit to me. It's all our lady, but, um, you know, I guess I haven't messed it up too bad. <laughs> yeah. Good job. I have a few, all right, few quick hit questions for Caitlin to break things up here, okay? Okay. And if you don't, if there's if there's no answer, then you, that's fine. But do you have a favorite devotion? Uh, the Chapel of Divine Mercy. Okay, that's good. That's a good. devotion, right? I mean, if you, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay, that's good. Do you have a favorite? How'd you discover it? Favorite saint. Oh, a favorite saint? Oh, yeah. my goodness. Again, uh, no, I do not. I like them all as a fine answer. I love but... them all. I love all the saints. There you go. 
I could I couldn't think of a single like a favorite, you know, because they're all great. Is there some of them are pretty sketchy though? I don't know. <laughs> I bet they're all saints. Just kidding. <laughs> do I know, do you remember kidding. the first saint that you encountered when you were thinking about becoming Catholic or became Catholic? Does one stick out um, in your mind like that? Uh, saint Joan of Arc is the first uh, like, like church we ever visited. So her, I guess. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Last tough broad. Last question: Do you have a favorite liturgical season? Ordinary time. I'm scanning the calendar and I'm not seeing it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, yeah. Everyone's everyone's favorite time of the year, ordinary time when we're. I got all my green decorations up everywhere. All my felt banners. Everything's green. Zach. Oh, it's not Jack. too exciting. Got, got Lord of the Dance on repeat. It's my favorite song. <laughs> Sorry, we should have had someone standing by in Dallas to resuscitate Zach after he passed <laughs> out following that answer. He just, he just falls over. It is funny, though, at, like growing up and going to church camp when I was Methodist, I really did like the song Lord of the Dance. What? I don't know. Like I, I didn't have any taste. I thought it was like they'd play it to guitar, and I don't know. I was like, oh, this is okay. Now I, I like read the lyrics, and then I read how it was written and like what the backstory. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, this is heinous. But um, yeah, I don't know. I used to like it. Um, wait, is that were we talking about the Michael Flatley thing, or is there actually a song called Lord of the Dance? No, there's a song. They sing it in mass sometimes. Yeah, Caitlin wrote a tweet. Like she wrote Lord of the Tweets, right? Or yes, was that what yeah, it was? Yeah, and Tommy read it on the chimney. Don't you listen to yes. the chimney? Only when I'm on the chimney. And then I <laughs> celebrate it and I make everybody listen to it over and over and over again. See, well if you're just I mean on Tommy it every like week, full on sang it. Yeah, it was amazing. I well I was joking and I was like, I really hope Tommy puts this one on so we'll sing it and then he did. I was I was pretty happy. Okay, I'll go back and listen. I mean, but he like, he did the thing. Like I, he really did. Because like everyone was tweeting about, it. they're like, my favorite part was Tommy singing, and I was like, oh, that's funny. I mean, he <laughs> he sold it. Wait yeah. a minute. Wait, I'm looking up this song, and it says that in writing the lyrics to Lord of the Dance in 1963, Sidney Carter was inspired partly by Jesus, but also partly by a statue of the Hindu god Shiva. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that I just so found that out sense. recently too. Yeah, it. Uh, okay, and they sing this in in Catholic mass. The only time I've heard it was when I was at a kind of uh, crazy college mass. Steubenville. Um, no. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> um, but I was like, I was holding my hymnal, and I was like. I was like watching everyone sing it and I was looking up down reading the words and I was like I, I I had to like triple check like is this really happening like are these the actual words like it was so shocking are they like I'm so glad you you died for my sins and you're like this part's good and they're like almighty god shiva and you're like that's not good <laughs> you're like wait a second no it's it's sung from the it's sung from the first person view of of Jesus but I am the lord of the dance dancing. said he and I lead you all wherever you may be. I might know this. I'll have to play this after and see if I... I haven't heard it oh. since my conversion. No, I, I, I only ever heard it when I was Methodist. Yeah, no, I've heard this song before. I'm reading the lyrics right now. There's this part where there, it's like, 
I danced something when the sky turned black, but sometimes they it's like hard to dance with slow, the they slow down back. the music and they're like, I dance when the sky went. Like they like change their voices <laughs> to be really gloomy Demonic? and it oh. just makes it even better. All right, so our internet kind of went out, so that's why it's awkwardly jammed into. <laughs> Sorry. A, yeah, no, it's all right. It's uh, Al Gore's fault. Um, all right, enough Lord of the Dance. We don't want this podcast to be possessed by a demon. By by Dewfall Boomers. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Um, you passed the test. You said ordinary time. That was very important. And, uh, <laughs> but what is, what is something that you've, do you have anything that you've learned about recently that you've been excited to explore more about the church or something that's kind of piqued your interest over the past few weeks or months? Um, I've recently finally learned how to pray the rosary in May. That was pretty exciting. Really? Um, yeah, I totally didn't know how to before so that's pretty i feel like a real catholic now that's very exciting what it's just one of those things that just kind of got lost in the catholicizing process yeah and then when i became catholic i was still kind of resistant to the idea of mary so i was like but at the same time i was like okay like i accept this church authority you know like this is the true church so i gotta join it but i'm not totally sure about this mary thing Mm -hmm. so i just didn't want to for a long time and then i finally did that's amazing i you won't you won't regret it yeah it's awesome i i did um like i i did it every day for a month and then i got a little burnt out from it so i'm trying to get back into it um uh, i don't know (laughs) hey well might I suggest you learn it in Latin now that you've learned it in English, so keep it fresh? Well, did you know Tolkien uh, translated almost all of the prayers into Elvish, so I could pray in Elvish rosary, but I won't. Zach, Zach, can we get a ruling on that? Are we, is she allowed to pray the rosary in Elvish? <laughs> oh, all 15 mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the slight digs are... What keeps me coming back every week? I got someone got mad at me when I said that I tweeted about it that you you almost could pray a full rosary and people were like, "Why would you do that? That's so distracting." And I was like, "I mean, if you were like fluent in it, I don't think it would be distracting at all, but I'm not, and so it would. So I won't, but it would are be Are there cool. people that are fluent in it? Um, I'm sure there are some. I mean, Tolkien was that's true there's a lot of people out there yeah there's a lot of people um a lot of people love a lot of things a lot of people do love that's a lot true of things. yep so i'm sure there's someone out there yeah it uh yeah i don't know that people people probably know how to pray it and cling on i'm sure yeah i just need them to make a youtube video of it so i can listen to it that works like uh get Pope Francis to do a, a <laughs> audio book of him praying in all different languages, including Elvish. So, yes. Sorry, Supreme Court Justice Francis. <laughs> I, I don't even get this joke, man. What? Supreme Court Justice Francis. Did, weren't you here on the beginning of the podcast? No, I know. I didn't get it when you said it then. 
<laughs> it's not supposed to make sense. Oh, oh, okay. No, I'm good now. Wait, you didn't... Oh, okay. Uh, whatever. I'm cut... I was like, I feel like I missed something. I'm, I'm cutting this whole thing from minute one to minute no. 55. No. Uh, let's start over. <laughs> yeah. We ruined the start podcast. Y'all, it's going to be my bedtime really soon. Okay, great. Well, th- it's almost double digits o'clock. <laughs> it's 11 here, so stop being a baby. I mean, it's 10.30. <gasps> Ooh. 10.30? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you don't like plugging your stuff, but we know that you have a book that people need to order because the more people that order it, the quicker it comes to our doorsteps. It's true. I'm almost done. I, I only need to sell maybe like 20 more because I got to pay the man. Right. Okay. So if people were to go to a specific location to find this <laughs> book, where would they go? So they can find it at my website, which is teawithtolkien.com. Um, and then if you just click over to the shop button, it's right there. Or uh, if you really like Etsy, it's also in my Etsy shop, which is also Tea with Tolkien. So pretty easy. I am drinking out of the mug right now. Do you I, love uh, it? I do, actually. I like it because it, it's, it's like a bigger than normal mugs. Yeah, it's like and a, it's like just the perfect size, though. It's like a wide mouth mug. Is that what they yep. call it? Do they have a name for it? I don't know. It? It's just like a ceramic campfire style mug with the little speckles. Ceramic campfire style mug. That's a perfect description. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now, and it looks like a mug that I could take camping. You should. Glamping. You should go camping. No, Zach and I are going to go glamping because we always do everything a little more posh than uh, normal people. Well, you guys are like oh, yeah. world famous podcast celebrities, so that makes sense. I know. it's. Cr- we do have listeners in Rome. It's Whoa. Is wait. it the Pope? Yeah. I Is wish. it Supreme Court Justice Pope Francis, <laughs> Zach? Does he support you on Patreon? Is he making rulings he, he, from the papal bench? <laughs> he said, "I we I asked I you know I'm like do you listen to the podcast?" And he said, "I I will not say a word." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he said, "Who am I? Uh, who am joke. I to judge?" Holy Father, which podcast yeah. is the best? Who am I yeah. to judge? We're like rate us rate us on iTunes. <laughs> we got a who am I to judge? Oh man, this has been great. Hey. How about a saint to the wait? Week? One more question. Okay, hold yeah, on. I have one more question. What's your favorite kind of tea? Oh wow! Chai tea. Chai tea. Yes. Okay, wait. I have a quick story about chai tea. Matt, can I go on on a quick tangent? You're, absolutely. So, okay, my understanding is that you can make a, a chai tea latte, which is like chai tea and milk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you can pour a shot of espresso into it. Yes. And that makes it like, you know, a, a, like a a good drink to like get a some pep in your step, right? Yes. My understanding is that's referred to as a dirty chai. Yes. That's illegal. Okay, so. Ooh. Oh, is it? No, I'm. It's just really awkward <laughs> to order at a coffee shop. Okay. Well, so here's the thing. We have like a fake Starbucks at work that does like the We Proudly Brew. Oh, thing. yeah. And I go down and I'm like, I would like a chai tea latte and i said but can you make it dirty 
And the person just looks at me like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I thought this was something that coffee people knew. Yeah. No, it was very embarrassing. Yeah. To this day, I've never tried it. I've never ordered it again. I can't do it. And I I feel like it would be so good because you want your tea, but then you want some espresso too. So, but I mean, the only, I think the only way I would do it is if I was like ordering on the Starbucks mobile app and I didn't have to tell anyone about it. Wow. I've learned more. I've learned more about coffee and tea than I ever knew in this past two minutes. So if I order so much to know, if I order something dirty at a coffee shop, does that just mean espresso will be added to it or like, I think it only applies to chai. I don't know if you order anything else dirty. Okay. No, I think there's what's called a red eye, which is coffee with a shot of espresso oh. poured into yeah. it. Yeah. I'll, I'll which go you to... don't want. You would die. That's a bad no, idea. No, it's gross. Don't do I'll it. Go to Starbucks, be like, can I have a bagel with cream cheese and you can you make that dirty for me? And they just throw <laughs> espresso all over it. Uh, that sounds Wait, like a sorry, bad sorry, say choice. that word again. They throw what on it? Espresso? Espresso. Oh, you do you do the thing, Matt. Okay, we're going to talk about this because we need to. How do you say it? Right. There's no X in espresso. 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 I don't know. Espresso. I don't drink express. I don't drink coffee. I got to ask you about. I got to ask you about espresso. I have a. I have the palate of a seven-year-old, Caitlin. All I. I don't know. I feel like my kids would like coffee. Uh, have you heard, did I, have you heard the, have I told the Matt's an idiot, a giant idiot story on the podcast about mochas? Have I told that, Zach? No. So growing up, quick story. The The listeners really love these tangents. Growing up. So that was like a while ago. <laughs> like 50 years ago. Yes, at least. It was, uh, I didn't even know what a Vatican II was. Um. So we would always go to we'd go to Orange County to visit my aunt and uncle, right? And uh, right, Zach. I don't know. Right, 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 right. Um, we would go, and they would ha- they by, right behind their house was a coffee shop that we would always walk to. So I must have been seven, seven or eight, somewhere in that range. And we would all, we would go, and I remember ordering mochas. Like, my dad would always be like, do you want a mocha? And he's like, yeah, I love these things, right? So I would get mochas, and I would enjoy them. So then when I was older, at a more mocha-appropriate age, I was like, I think I remember liking those things. And I got one, and it was not good, right? I was like, man, this is real weird (laughs) that I used to like this, and I don't like it. But then, like... Not too long ago, maybe like two, three years ago, I had this r- moment of clar- clarity where I realized my dad was just letting me order mochas and they would give me hot chocolate. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> yeah, but the part of the story is it took me like 25 years to realize that. <laughs> so that's like the dumbest I've ever felt. So there nah, you go. it's not that dumb. No way. <laughs> I like... Thank you. I'm sure you felt dumber. Uh, I was going to say, I just got the two genders of answers there. No way. (laughs) No, that's not dumb. All right. Saint of the week. Saint of the week. Saint Wenceslas. You heard? Oh, the good king. Yes. It's (laughs) actually who that song is, uh, was 
written for. And uh, the uh, song that I know. Interesting. You don't know that Carol? Good King Wenceslas? No, I have no idea. Oh, look it up. Look it up. That's All what right. we don't teach. You'll recognize the tune instantly. Yeah, we don't teach. You're not going like to sing it? It's like classic elevator music. No, Tommy Ty is going to sing it. <laughs> so he w- Tommy doesn't listen to podcasts, but if he did, he would hear this and he would have to sing it. Yeah. His feast is yeah. September 28th. He is the okay. patron saint of Prague, Bohemia, and the Czech Republic. Nice. He was martyred. La vie bohème. He was uh he was murdered, Zach. Oh. He was uh in September of nine fifty three nine thirty five, so over a thousand years ago. A group of nobles allied with his younger brother and plotted to kill him. So his younger brother invited Wenceslas to the feast of Cosmos and Damien, which was That's so sad. Yeah, and I think that feast was what in the past couple days. And Yeah, someone told me it was. Yeah, three of his younger brother's companions fell on top of Wenceslas and stabbed him to death. And then as he fell, his brother just decided to make things even better and just ran him through with a sword. I'm going to cry. That's so sad. Yeah, he after he died, he was declared to be a king and then was known came to be the patron saint of the Czech state. And, uh, yeah, he's the other thing I like about him is his major shrine is St. Vitus Cathedral in Prague, and St. Vitus is the name of the church I go to in Los Angeles. So, Well, everyone's going to cool. be showing up at your church now looking for you. I, they're all are welcome. <laughs> the, so, yes. Matt, um, so he's the good king. Mm. Uh, do we have any saints that were, you know, president or prime minister, governor? No, I don't think so. N- really interesting. Hmm. We have, we do. He's not. Hmm. I don't think he's the only king to be a saint either. So. No, yeah, there's many, many. Yeah, no, there's many. Saint Louis the Ninth and all of them. But you know, after my plan that comes to fruition, we may have a Supreme Court justice who is saint. <laughs> A saint after a while, am I right? Well, and there is Kavanaugh, virgin and martyr. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is great. I really hope that everybody really likes this podcast. Me too. Caitlin, if not, though, then oh well. At Tea with Tolkien, she gets very excited for everybody on Twitter, which is very fun because someone someone has to be nice and get excited for people on that trash website. I'm so proud of you all. I know our 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 mom, our Twitter mom. Thanks for yep. Thanks for coming on and chatting with us for a bit inside your car. Thanks for having me, Zach. Any final words for the people? Um. Refrigerator. That's one word. <laughs> you made it sound like two words. <laughs> uh, I tried. All right. See you, everyone.